by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. I want you to welcome a man who needs no introduction, the one, the crazy, the, the only one like him, Mr. Joe Madison. Alrighty, how y'all doing this morning? Good? Well, praise God we're in the house of the Lord this morning. It's such a blessing. I already feel the presence of God in this room. I just feel it. Can't you just feel the tangible? The tangible. I mean, man, it just feels so good to be in the house of the Lord. Well, let's go ahead. We're going to pray, and we're going to get right to the Word of God. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that your presence is so thick in this room. Father, let your spirit go into man and woman's heart, Lord, and touch the children here, Father God, and just open up new revelation in our life. Father God, I pray that the words that are spoken here today are the oracles of God. Father God, as we enter into the word, let everything be revealed and be able to be listened to, be able to be understood through the spirit of God. Father, I thank you for these things, and I lift up the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get right to the Word. I'm going to go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. And I'm going to do it out of the King James. I'm going to bounce back and forth. Glory to God. In Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, King James, it says, But without faith it is impossible to... To please him. For that, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. And these are my words. Your faith pleases God and gets the glory. Seek out his face and his holy word, and you will find the reward of Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. It's by faith. By faith. You see, five years ago, five years ago, I was drug addicted. In and out of jail. I'm a convicted felon still today. But God. Two weeks out of jail. And I was sitting in my living room. And I had a buddy of mine spend the night with me. And I and he was staying over. And Megan told me. She said. You're going to have to wake him up. And you're going to have to tell him he's got to go. He had done stayed the night. And I said. Okay. I know how to do this. I go in there. And it's only by the spirit of God. I believed God was who God says he is. But I never had a relationship with God. So what's the one thing you can tell somebody and they'll leave? I went in there and told them, hey, man, you got to get up. What do you mean you got to get up? We're going to hang out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to spend time. We're going we're gonna to have a good time today. You're just out of jail. I want to help you out. I said, okay, but we're going to church this morning. Oh, man, we ain't going to church, man. What do you mean you just got to jail? You're going to church. I said, we're going to church. We get in the vehicle, and this is the truth now. Me, my sister-in-law, and my wife, and little Joe, we get in the car, and Megan looks at me and says, what are you going to do? I said, just play along with me. We pull out the apartments. We pull out the apartments, and we're just going to hit the entrance. He's going to follow me, and he's going to go, and I'm going to turn back in the entrance before he sees me. And we're going to go back home. Well, by the Spirit of God, 
I pull out the exit. This is the truth. I'm just telling my testimony. And we're going to go somewhere with it. Amen? By faith, by faith, you please God. So I pull out the exit. He's behind me. He pull in the entrance. He keeps going. Well, we pull in the entrance, and Megan looks at me. She said, it's funny how you say this, but the babysitter invited us to church while you were in jail. I said, really, call the babysitter. God done touched my heart. I said, we're going to church. She calls the babysitter, and the babysitter sick, said, we ain't going to be there this morning. I said, we ain't going to be there. By that time, I'd have made it out on Goodman Road. And I said, you know what, we're going. We're going. We get here, and by the Spirit of God, me, my sister-in-law, and my wife, we all receive Jesus as a Lord and Savior. Amen. Glory to God. By faith, by faith, there's things happening that you don't even realize it's happening in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm of things. You see here, I'm going to read a little bit to you. In, in Romans chapter 3, verse 22, it says here, We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is the true for everyone who believes. No matter who you are, for everyone has sinned, we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God in His grace freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People who are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life shedding His blood. You see, that's what I believed the day I walked in this place. I believed that. I heard the gospel preached. It says in Romans ten seventeen. it says, By the word, faith cometh by the word and cometh by hearing the word of God. Amen. By the gospel. The new living says the gospel. I heard the word preached here. By faith, I received what Jesus done in my life. You know, I'm going somewhere with this. You better, you better watch me because I'll get to talking quick. And if you ain't listening, I'll be done left you. I'll be done left you. And you'll be like, where did he just go? Where did he go? But I'm telling you, I heard the gospel preached. Glory to God for the gospel, for the word of God preaching today. There is churches here that are preaching the word of God. And there's lives being changed. We can't see it with the natural, but I'm telling you, it's happening in the supernatural. It's happening in the supernatural. In Romans 4.4, in the New Living, Romans 4.4, it says, When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. But people are counted as righteous not because of their work, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. Amen? Glory to God. Nothing you can do can earn salvation. It's a gift. If I walk up to you and I give you money and you put it in your pocket and you want to buy a coat, guess what? You've got to pull that money out of your pocket and you've got, you got to put an action behind what you believe. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior that day by faith. Two years go by. Two years go by. Guess what? The enemy comes. See, if you, if you move over here in Matthew, in chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it comes into the desert seeking rest, but in finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. 
That was me. I believed Jesus, received him as my Lord and Savior. The demons left me. I began to see the Spirit of God in my life. Then the Spirit finds seven more spirits evil than itself, and they all enter that person and live there. And so that person is worse off than before. Two years went by. See, I didn't replace that freedom with anything. I didn't replace it with anything. I believed it. By faith, I received it. But I never put an action behind it. I never put an action behind it. See, you got to believe, receive, and act upon what you believe. You see, in James, in James, this is faith now, by faith. In James chapter 2, verse 21, let's look, let's look what Abraham did. In James chapter 2, verse 21, New Living. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions worked together, and his actions made his faith complete. I believed I received it, but I wasn't living like I believed it. Amen? For two years, for two years, I sat here, and I was hiding in the corner, hiding, hiding, and wondering, where is this coming from? In Galatians 5, it says that you want to carry out your good intentions, but you're not able to carry out your good intentions. You're not able to. Your flesh is fighting against your spirit, man, and there's a battle going on inside of you. But see, you see, in Proverbs 20, 27, it says that the Spirit of the Lord searches the inward parts of the belly. You see, the human spirit is the candle of the Lord. God is telling you what is right and what is wrong. Do we listen? It's up to you. There's that action. See, I'm going to take that money out of my pocket. i got to buy that Coke, you see. You're wanting to enter into the presence of God. You say you believe. you got to believe and you got to receive. you got to act behind what you believe. Glory to God. Amen. I'm just telling you. I just got to tell you. That day, that day, I believed, I received faith, believed it. Two years go by. Here we go, here we go. And I was hiding, but I believed God. I said, God, why am I dealing with these things? And it just kept on and on and on in my life. We had an outreach. We had an outreach here, South Park Apartments. You see? And we had most beautiful time ever, kids ministering, pastor guys singing, man, beautiful time kids getting face paintings and everything just wonderful we get up there and we have just a beautiful time we load up rick's pulling the trailer they load the trailer we're behind rick and nita's in front of rick and i kid you not this is all the truth we're riding down goodman road and that trailer comes up off of rick's truck and hits the ground chains praise god for the chains and they're dragging that trailer and he stops Megan says, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. We're in the middle of the road. Put your four ways on. I get out. We grab this trailer, and we look at each other. And I'm telling you, we looked at each other, and we were like, Rick said, go now. One, two, three. We go to pick this trailer up and put it on the hitch. And I don't know how we picked that trailer up in the human, in, in the natural. But I know in the supernatural, we got that trailer on there, and we got here. And I looked at Rick, and Rick looked at me, and I could just feel the presence of God. Just like this morning, I just felt the presence of God then. And all of a sudden, Rick looked at me and he said, God did that. God did that. And I said, what? You mean God's still doing these things today that he did in the old days? Rick said, don't get me started. <laughs> Rick, Rick looked at me. He said, don't get me started. And we left it at that because I'm like, I'm like, I'm like I don't know nothing about spiritual things. I believe. I received my salvation by faith. I didn't know 
what do you mean God? You mean God can still give his people power today? Glory to God. You mean if I surrender my will, you mean God can come into my life? You mean God can give me strength? You mean God can raise the dead through me? Jesus is doing that still today? I said, okay, okay. We tell everybody that trailer come off. And I kid you not, people looked at us like, what are you talking about? The trailer's here. It didn't come off. But anyways, fast, fast forward the story. So here we are. We're here. And all of a sudden, the enemy just begins to attack people. Begins to attack people. And Richard, he, he had just showed me and told me that this is the Spirit of God that helped us get this trailer on this truck. And Rick said, you know what? I'm just going to stop right here and we're going to pray. And he prayed, and the more he prayed, the presence of God began to get thicker and thicker. And we just felt that we could do nothing but just stand there in the presence of God. And the more we stood there, the more you hear people crying around you. You you begin to see healing take place. And I said, that's so beautiful. And I was so confused. I didn't understand. you got to realize this is two years of being here. And I just didn't understand what was taking place right there at that moment. I said, you believe it? I believe, I believe, I know Jesus died for me. I know, I know these things, but I'm really struggling on the inside. And I got this going on in my life, and I'm battling this. And we literally get in the truck, the night's over, and we get in the truck, and I look at Megan, and Megan looks at me, and she says, what? And I'm just dumbfounded about what I've seen in the spiritual realm. And I'm like, I can't believe this. And she looks at me, and about that time, she said, Rick's stopping us, and taps on the window. You see? Taps on the window. And we're going to read one more verse. And I'm going to tell you where I'm going. In Hebrews 11.1. Hebrews 11.1, King James Version. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The things not seen. You can't see. You can't see them. Faith is a substance. You hope for salvation, guess what? Faith gives it to you. Faith gives it to you. You can actually hold on to it. You see it. You, you, you don't see it, but you can hold on to it. So you see, when you have faith for something, you hope for it. It brings it into you have it. It's yours. It no longer is hope, for it is done. Claim it, name it, and stand on it. Feed it with the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 in the King James Version, 10, 17, says, So that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I'll say it again. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The gospel. That's what I just said earlier. Preaching the gospel. So, feed your faith. We, all have, we are all given a measure of faith. It's our job to feed it. So we can grow in our faith and understanding. What, it, what you hope for, it will come to pass in your faith being fed by the Word of God. By the word of God. So Rick taps on the window. He taps on the window. Can y'all pull over? I need to talk to you. I don't know nothing about these things. Rick, he's glowing, man. He looks like Moses done come off the mountain. You hear me? <laughs> he's just shining, baby. You hear me? I said, he's trying to get in the front seat. There ain't no room for us to get in the back seat. He scoots little Joe over, carrying everything. Back seat's full of stuff. You see? You with me? He gets in the back seat, and he looks at me. And he said, do you realize what just happened? I said, nope, don't have a clue. He said, "He said, you know what? I can't even put in words what just happened to us. He said, I can't. And we just sit there and we just cried and we just cried and we just cried. And when we were done crying, 
He looked at me and he opened up his heart to me and I opened up my heart to him. And you see, you see, let's go to James. In James chapter 5. In James chapter 5 verse 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You see, for two years straight... I had been hiding and didn't realize that the power of God could heal the situations and circumstances going on in my life. I believed what God said here that day, and I received it through the gospel that was preached in this church. And then once I received my salvation, just like you received that money in your pocket, I began to see the spiritual things. I began to see God's spiritual side. You see, the spiritual side. And he cried out to me, I cried out to him. And that day forward, I realized no longer was I held by sin. No longer was I held by sin. But see, God forgiven me. But when I confessed it to my brother, I was healed. Amen? I was healed. Whatever I believed, it was because I believed it on my own will. But the spiritual side of it, God's word says that if you believe... And you say to these things you believe, you'll have them by by faith. That's why everything I'm telling you, I'm backing it up with Scripture. Everything I'm telling you, I'm backing it up by Scripture. Because, you see, faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. you got to have the Word of God. And when Rick shared with me, and we left that night, and he called me, and I called him, and we couldn't figure out what was going on. We still can't figure out what's going on today. We still can't figure it out. But Because, we see, we didn't even really like each other. And Rick will tell you, we really didn't get along. I worked for him. You see... But somebody that is spiritual, you don't want to be around somebody spiritual because guess what? If you don't let them in, they'll read your mail. Amen? They'll read your mail. And I knew, man, Rick called me, man, I, why you miss church? Why you miss church? I said, oh, man, I had things going on. He could tell I was lying to him. You see, by the Spirit of God, God has placed leaders, pastors, teachers, friends, life groups, life groups. That's what pastor, we were, we were talking, he said, What's happened to you and Rick is what we're what God has showed us here at the church to put in life groups. Not that not that you should come and oh let me tell you what I know, you tell me what we know, and we all just get it figured out. No. We come together, we be confident with each other's faults, and we confess them to one another, that the Spirit of God may heal us through our through our communication with one another. So so look here, look here. First Corinthians chapter twelve. No, no, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. We're in the NLT. But it was to us that God revealed these things by His Spirit. For His Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except for that person's own spirit. No one can know God's thoughts except for God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we do not use the words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak the words, we, we speak the words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But the people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. And it all sounds foolish to them that they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. You see, I didn't understand these things. I'm just as humble as all get out. 
I just, I just tell them, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. But Rick said, let me show you the word. And he began to show me the word. And then the pandemic happened. We began to fellowship. We began to go over to Nita and Rick's house. We began to begin to see these things. We begin to the more we talked about spiritual things happening, the more we begin to talk about how Jesus is still healing today that he did yesterday and he's doing forever. He's changing people's life. Amen. He is changing people's lives. I see it everywhere. And I'm gonna give you an example. We're gonna get to the word. Back to the word of God. Here in uh Let's see where we're going to go. I got a bunch of stuff here now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see here, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, it is God who enables us along with you, to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us and has identified us as his own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as first installment that guarantees everything he has promised us. When you believed, you received the Holy Spirit. And he bare witness with God's Spirit. And you cry out, Abba, Father. You know God's your daddy, just like I knew God was my daddy right there. But then you say, the Holy Spirit can lead me into victory, can lead me into spiritual discernment to help people, to encourage one another, to share the word with one another. You'd be amazed how many people ain't reading the word of God. And they just need encouragement, not for you to tell them that you got it figured out, that you need to, let me show you what to do, let me show you what to read. No, you let your light shine. You walk and you love and you treat people like Jesus would treat people. And you lift them up. That's what Rick and Anita did to us. Man, they've been serving the Lord for years. They didn't say, we got it figured out and y'all don't. <laughs> they didn't do that to us. And Rick, if he get an opportunity to beat you up on something, he's going to beat you down. But no, that ain't the point. When it comes to spiritual things, he looked at me and I said, man, why is he so aggressive? It's because he's so serious about what God's doing in his people. He's so serious, you see? I'm telling you. And so here we go, here we go. So fast forward back to the story. So here we are. We start serving God. We start reading verses, sending verses back to one another, and we start to see spiritual things happen. We start to see lives change. I start to tell him, man, you ain't going to believe what's happening to me, man. My wife is wonderful. We got a relationship we never had. And he said, me too. And his doors are opening up. Strength, God's power, his healing power is falling on us. And we're like, man, what should we do? And we're scared to death. I mean to tell you, I'd walk in the church building and here I go. Got my handkerchief with me because I'm so scared of the spiritual things that I'm hearing. And God is showing me because I'm thinking, man, God's going to ask me to do something. And I don't want to do it. And I know that's a lot of us. I'm like, God, please don't tell me to say something to somebody and you mean I got to tell them this. I don't want to tell them this. But by the Spirit of God, God's going to make a way. Rick shared this. Brother Rick shared this with me the other day on the phone. And I told him, I said, people ask me all the time. Megan asked me the other day. She said, do you just get a feeling when this comes upon you? I said, no. Nope. I said, I just step out in it and God meets me when I step out in it. Amen. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I shared that with Rick. Rick said, 
You step out in the natural, God's going to meet you in the supernatural. Glory to God. You, go, you step out in the natural, God's going to meet you in the supernatural. So time goes by. Time goes by. Here we are. And Rick looks at me and he says, we need to get the men together. We need to get the men together. I said, God's telling you we need to get the men together? I said, yeah. Sure enough, I go home, I start praying. I said, well, God's telling me to get the men together. I said, let's get the men together. We get the men together. And he says, man, let's do a breakfast. So we do a breakfast. And here we are. We're thinking, man, I hope nobody shows up. (laughs) I hope nobody shows up. And praise God, the living room and the house is packed. It's like 34 people. Rick, we're in there cooking, man. We got eggs, man. We cooked eggs, sausage, you name it. We had 72 biscuits. Iron skillet this big full of gravy, and I'm looking at him. I was like, what you going to say? He said, I don't know. God ain't told me nothing to say yet. We don't know how to explain these things. All we know is, like I said, our story and what God has impacted on our life here at this church. So here we go. He looks at me, and the people start rolling in. We're like, oh, what are we going to do, Rick? He said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. He said, Come on. He said, get out here to this garage and shut the door. And we shut the door and we hooked up in the spiritual realm and we began to pray. And we said, God, it's going to have to be you. It can't be us, God. We don't know what to do. You're going to have to show us what to do. Your strength lifted that trailer that day. We know by the Spirit of God that you can show up in this house. And we know that you can touch hearts. We know you're the same God that was then. You're now. You're the same. You've never changed. We believe it. And we begin to pray in the Spirit. We begin to pray down the Spirit. Pray it, pray it, pray it. And the more we prayed, we just stood there holding one another. And just stood there. And we could feel the presence of God. Like you got the presence of God in here this morning during praise and worship. You feel your heart is just touched. Because you know by the Spirit of God. And in, 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 in Proverbs 2027, 20, Proverbs 2027, 20, in the King James it says, The human spirit is the candle of the Lord. Searching in were parts of the belly. But if you look at the NLT, you look at the NLT, and this is what it says. It says here, the Lord's light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. Every hidden motive. Every hidden motive. When you step into the spiritual side of things, you got to get right. You got to. Because God's going to humble you. God's going to set you right where you need to be. He's going to put you in a position that no man can take you out of. I'm telling you right now, I pray this over my family. God will open up a door that no man can open. God will close a door that no man can open. See, the message here today is stop and go. Stop looking at what you've done and start looking at what you're going to do. I can't look at my past. I can't go back and worry about the things that I couldn't change. But by the Spirit of God in me now, I can change these things. You see, so we were praying. And we began to pray down. And I kid you not, we walked out of that garage. And as soon as we opened that door, there was probably about three guys standing there. And they said, well, these men out here ready to eat. We've tried to come out there and get y'all. But every time we touched the door, just we couldn't do it. He said, we couldn't do it. He said, we couldn't. He said, we were ready to eat. Food's done. Y'all out there praying. He said, we touched the door, and by the Spirit of God, he said, we just couldn't get out there. And me and Rick looked at each other, 
And we began to serve this food. We prayed over this food. We began to touch and minister through the Holy Ghost. And we began to tell our story. And there was a guy there. He stood up. And he said, I know, I know it's by the Spirit of God that I'm here. He began to weep. He began to tell a story about his family, how he grew up. His family were missionaries. He had traveled all over the world. And he had been with them. And he had been brought up in the church. And he could just feel the presence of God. And old Tyler Hopper, he looked at me. He said, man, I could just feel the energy in the room. He said, I could just feel the energy. And this man was just crying and weeping and telling his story. And I kid you not, after all that was over and we got done feeding, that guy left and everybody left. Me and Rick looked at each other and he looked at me. He said, Joe, never forget this. This is our first. This is our first. And God began to touch and minister. And we left there. And I said, you know what? God's got something that we have all been hungry for. We've all been hungry for the presence of God. All been hungry. And that guy was touched there. And we left. We cleaned up. And uh, my phone rings. Because this guy, he was touched by God. He said, let me get your number. I want to go to your church. I want to do this. I want to do that. <clears throat> he gets our number. And he calls. And he says, hey, man. You ain't going to believe this. I was at a men's breakfast. And God touched me. And all these things that happened in my life. He was drug addicted. He had done went to rehab somewhere way out far yonder. And he had come back home to be united with his family. His family didn't want nothing to do with him. And then when he united with his family, they said, no, you're good. We don't, we're good. You're going to have to need more help than just that little bit of help you got. So he came to that breakfast and God touched him. And he's telling on the phone, I said, I was there. I'm Joe. He looked and he paused, silent on the phone. He said, man, I'm sorry. I done called the wrong Joe. You see what God will do? You see what God will do? He said, I'm sorry, man. I thought I was calling a Joe that I work with that is helping me get back on my feet. You see, God was showing him by the Spirit of God. That it was confirmation. He left there and was praying. Just like we were praying that night, that trailer, we picked it up. And I left here praying. I said, God, what do you mean they're spiritual? Your power is still here today that it's always been since the beginning. And I said, okay. And then he said, okay. And I ministered to him. And I kid you not. Three weeks ago, about three weeks ago, we, or been a little longer than that. I, before that, I had called him and invited him to the get-together out here in the parking lot. Said he couldn't make it. Three weeks ago, he called me. He said, you ain't going to believe this. I said, I believe anything as long as the Word of God backs it up. And, and he, I said, I'll praise God with you. He said, man, I got my family back. He said, my fam I got my kids back. He said, man, I'm traveling all over the world. He said, I'm ministering. I'm teaching. I said, glory to God. He said, man, the Spirit of God is just leading me in all kind of ways. And that's the way God's Spirit is leading His people still today. Still today, glory to God. God is still touching today like He's always been. we got to stop looking at it with the natural eyes and start looking at it with supernatural. Feed it with the Word of God. Feed it with the Word of God. So, here, in Romans chapter 5, verse 13, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, 
But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. You see, that's what God placed on our heart. We were healed. We touched. We felt the presence of God. We said, you know what? We're free. How do we walk in this freedom? We serve one another in love. We walk in love. We keep on walking in love. you got to keep on walking in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. You love yourself, don't you? You wouldn't cuss yourself. You wouldn't do something stupid to yourself. Don't do it to your brother. Amen? So Romans 5 verse 3. Romans 5 and verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that by they help us develop endurance. And, de- and endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. See, you receive God's love, you know how to love. God's love sacrificed. He sacrificed his life so we could have life. And how much more beautiful would it be if we would sacrifice something in our life to help a brother and sister. Amen? Amen? I'm just preaching the word of God. This is so wonderful. See here in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. In 2 and 8 it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. Just like that day I believed. You can't take credit for this gift. From God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do good things He planned for us long ago. We can do these good things. We can we can do outreaches. We can reach the men. We can reach the women. We can reach the kids. You see, salvation is yours. Receive your gift from God by faith. Then you will be a new creation in Christ Jesus. A new creation. A new creation. So here we go. Back to our story. So we had the men's breakfast. God touched us. We began to minister. So that guy got touched. We had, that, we had to get together out here. We said we're going to do it again. We did it for everybody. So here we are. We're out here in the parking lot. We're cooking. Guy said, man, this is beautiful, man. I could just feel the presence of the Lord here. A lot of praying, a lot of fasting. We felt God. There he was. He was right in the midst of us. We're cooking the parking lots full of people. And here we are. Guy says, man, there's people just rolling in. I don't know if we're going to have enough food. I said, come on, let's pray. I said, Father God, we just, we just bless this food right now. And we just, whatever you have to do, we just, you multiply it. You be enough. If it's not enough, God, you know we give you the Kroger right here across the street. We'll go across the street, Father God, and we'll buy more. You give the finances, we'll go buy more. But I believe this is enough and there'll be plenty. By that time, we're cooking. It's just smoking up everywhere. And guess what? Romans ten seventeen, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They begin to teach out here. Didn't even plan that. People began to grab the mic and start preaching. While people are playing cornhole, we're cooking. They're preaching. I mean, just normal people. By the Spirit of God, you don't even realize it, but you got a gift and a calling on your life. There's people in here that's got a gift. Every one of God's people has a gift and a calling on their life. Some people think it's a little too, too little this, little that. Guess what? In God's eyes, the big ones 
are not that important. But the little ones are more important than anything. God says in my body, the most least parts of the body you think that are not important, in God's eyes, they're important. In God's eyes, important. You say, I don't preach, I don't teach, but you walk around encouraging people and helping the needy. Guess what? That's more important. Jesus would be out there helping people more than he'd be in here preaching and teaching. But he'd say, let me go pray, and I'm going to go teach and preach so to give them the faith to go out and do what I called them to do. Amen. 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 I'm just preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. So they're out there, and they're talking, and they're going back and forth, and they're preaching the word, and a truck pulls up. friend of mine I ain't seen in forever. He gets out, and he said, man, this is wonderful. This is wonderful, man. I can't believe it. I ain't never been to a church like this. Y'all going to play cornhole, and y'all going to play music, and you're just going to let everybody speak. So, yeah, you got something to speak. God will give you something. Oh, no, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. I ain't going to say nothing. Well, he begins to tell me his story. He said, you know what? God sent me here. He said, God sent me here. He said, my family is falling apart right now. He said, my girlfriend slash wife, I don't know what she was. She left me. He said, I got her kid from a previous relationship, and I got my kids, and I'm about to lose both of them. He said, I'm about to lose my house. He said, I'm about to lose everything I got, and I'm going to have to go to Gatlinburg with my mom and daddy, and they're going to take care of me, and they're going to help me get my kids. I said, okay, let me pray with you. So I prayed with him, and we began, he began to see us cook and he began to hear the word preached. Romans 10, 17. He began to hear these people prophesy over their healings. And their, and he was like, the faith, the spirit of God, the faith began to grow in him. And he, man, the food. They began, Melanie and Megan, they were serving food left and right. There was food left over. I went up and I grabbed that food. And I told him, come here. And I began to give him plates of food. He said, man, you ain't got to do this. I said, no, God told me to do this. I'm doing this for you. He loaded that food up, and I kid you not, I called. he called me the other day, about two or three weeks ago, and he told me, because I kept, you know, just touch touch base with him. You mean he ain't going to pressure me into going to church? You mean he ain't going to pressure me to do something? No, God ain't going to pressure you into doing nothing. You got your own will. You got a choice, and I'm going to do you just like God would do you. I'm going to build a relationship with you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to love you, and I'm going to encourage you. And if you want to do what you want to do, that's on you and God. That's on you and God. When I preach to you here today, that's between you and God. You make a choice, that's between you and God. By the Spirit of God. I can't bring you into salvation. But the Spirit of God can touch and minister to your heart. You can believe God for what He is and what He says He is. You see, that day, He called me. He said, "He said, man, I want to invite you and your wife to a bonfire. I said, what do you mean bonfire? I thought you were in Gatlinburg. Everything done fell apart on you. He said, no, man. I left there. Me and my kids ate that food. He said, man, I'm still here in Horn Lake. I got my house. I got my kids. I said, I even got a... God gave me the knowledge to show me the lawyer that would help me get custody of a kid that ain't even mine. It's hers and another man's. He said, I'm taking care of all these kids. He said, I think I'm going to be a foster parent too. He said, I think I'm going to just take in kids. I said, glory to God. Glory to God. This is what God's doing. And, and that right there. And see, I forgot about these things. See, you, be, you get caught up in these things and you think, you mean to tell me God's still doing miracles like he's always done? Still doing miracles. Still doing them. Still today. God's touching people. He's healing people. It ain't just about salvation. Just getting salvation and I'm good to go. Look here. First Peter. First Peter. We're finna close. 
First Peter chapter two. Let's see right here. First Peter chapter two, verse two. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have tasted the Lord's kindness. You have tasted the Lord's kindness. The full experience of salvation. The full experience. Full experience. There's more to it. There's more to it. You can go ahead. There's more to it. God blesses those who hunger and thirst after Him. The Spirit. See, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Those who hunger and thirst shall be satisfied. Say, hunger and thirst. You got to hunger and thirst for it. You got to hunger and thirst for the Word of God. You have to. Now is the time, it's more near than it's ever been. I said this a long time ago. I said, God, when you saved me, I know you're coming back soon. I know you're coming back soon, God. I know when you made a way for me, I know it. I know it. And I believe it on the inside of me with everything I got in the inside of me. That it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives on the inside of me. And each day, I have to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. You see, I have to walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. And I believe those things. You see, there's people online right now, and they say, Man, God's touched me. God's touched me. And there's people in here, and they're saying, God's touched me. And you want to receive God's salvation for today. And God's saying you can receive it. You believe it. You can receive it. And act upon what you believe. In Romans 10, in verse 9 and 10, it says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart, you shall be saved. Verse 10 says, It's by believing in the heart that you are made right with God. It's by believing it in your heart that you're made right from God. Turning away from them things that you used to do. Turning over to God. Beginning to feed on His Word. You see... Clean that house and replace it with the Word of God. But if you don't clean that house and replace it, then it's empty. And guess what? Them old spirits and demons and drug addictions and all that are coming back. And they're going to stay there until you replace it with the Word of God. Now, okay, there's people in here, I believe, by faith that you have these things. And you believe God for who He says He is, but you want the supernatural in your life. You believe the supernatural in your life. I want you to just stand up by faith. Stand up by faith wherever you're at. In your living room, online, here. Just stand up by faith and say, I want the supernatural in my life. I want the supernatural in my life. If you ain't going to stand for God then you're, when He gets here, I, I believe these things. Amen. Amen. It says, if you'll stand before men... And honor me, I'll honor you before my Father. Glory to God. By faith, raise your hands. And say these words with me. Say, God, I believe by faith that you're doing miracles today. As always, put me in a position so I can see your miracles. By faith, 
I receive the healing, the power, and the supernatural on my life. In Mark 16, it says the signs and wonders and miracles shall follow those who believe. Glory to God. You may be seated. Well, if you made Jesus your Lord today, I highly encourage you to reach out to Passion Church. If you're in here, I just believe that God's going to do supernatural things in your life. I believe that I'm going to hear a testimony. I believe somebody's going to be handing you a mic here soon. Amen. I believe these things. And the more we begin to believe, the more we begin to see in the natural. But I know in the supernatural, they're happening in your lives. And if you are touched by God here today in this sanctuary, reach out to somebody. Let somebody hook up with you and let them show you which step you need to take. Today here at 130, they're going to have a next step class. We got life groups that are meeting. There is so many opportunities and avenues that you can take in this church. I believe it. And if you'll just receive and act upon what you received and believed. See, God's making a way. God's made a way here at this church. And if you'll just park your car and you'll get out and you'll see somebody else that has the same issues you're having. And y'all get in the car together and you put it in gear with Jesus driving and steering. There ain't no telling where you're liable to end up by the Spirit of God. I know He's going to touch you. And I know He's going to deliver you. And I know he's going to bring you into victory like he's brought me and Rick and like Pastor Guy and Angie and their marriage and our leaders here, how they brought them into victory. Amen? I believe these things. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the word of God that has gone forth today, Lord. I pray that you keep moving like you've always moved and touch and minister and wake up hearts, Father God, the spirit of listening and understanding. Lord, stir us up, Father. Seek the word of God as we seek the word that we continue to see your face. Lord, I just pray that the supernatural power fall over these people today. Lord, let them leave here as they leave here. They know that you were teaching and preaching. God, that they know that by the Spirit of God that the healing power touched them. Father, I thank you for these things, and I pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.